He engaged Nanny Hardtogs to look after her. The woman had been Cyril's nanny those many long years before, and she came out of retirement as a special favor in order to take care of his niece. Nanny freely admitted to not knowing her own age, and even said that she had forgotten how old she was when she stopped counting birthdays. Still, she worked with pride and determination to care for little Deepa while the girl grew toward her teens. Then, with much grumbling but equal determination, she stayed on as the girl's governess until such time as Deepa could be enrolled in Madame Blueberry's finishing school for young ladies. At that point, Nanny resumed her retirement in the little cottage at the edge of town which Sir Cyril had given her as a gift when she first had left his service. One or two Saturday afternoons each month, Deepa went to Nanny Hardtog's cottage for a visit. Their cook, Mrs. Greengage, would pack jars of preserves, freshly baked suet pies, plums, soft pears, and other foods that required little in the way of chewing, along with a large flask of the apricot brandy made on the estate into a couple of big wicker hampers that Deepa tied with a line behind Foxtail's saddle. It was a longish ride to Nanny's house, but pleasant enough, for the horse trail led right along the river bank at the edge of town, between the Great Circle Road and the river. As she rode, Deepa could see the sights of the town to the south on her left, the cars and buses going by, the shops and theaters and cafes in the distance. To the north, at her right, were the quiet rolling of the river waters and the sylvan slopes of Lowen Green Mountain just beyond, rising abruptly from the water's edge. Ever since she came to Uncle Cyril's, Deepa had been sternly commanded to ride only on marked trails, to mind the boundaries of the estate, and especially to stay out of Lowen Forest, the wood that covered Lowen Green Mountain. The reasons given by the adults for avoiding the forest were not at all specific, but their warnings were dire. The stories she heard from her little friends and acquaintances as she grew up were varied and ghastly enough, though also short on specifics as to when the strange events, disappearances, apparitions, unnatural noises, and so on, had actually occurred. Still, for many years, Deepa dutifully avoided entering the wood, since to do so would involve jumping a boundary fence, an endeavor that was sure to incur Uncle Cyril's displeasure, as he had said on several occasions. In any case, there were plenty of lovely places to ride throughout the estate, as well as in the surrounding neighborhood. The estate lands boasted many trails, wide meadows, huge orchards that broadcast their fruity aromas as if steaming them from a cauldron, along with the large stands of timber, the trees spaced as if particularly with the girl, her horse, and high-speed slalom in mind. There were plenty of fences and hedges for jumping, along with Deepa's favorite, the spire of the folly built by Sir Cyril's great-grandfather, it was a seventy-five-foot unicorn's horn set atop a low hill, visible from anywhere on the estate and for miles beyond it, and just the thing for a steeplechase. But one Saturday in late summer, the heat became so intense that even the river seemed to slow in its course, with dense vapors arising from its surface to make a ripply haze in the air above the sluggish ripples on the water itself. Deepa swiped dampness from her brow beneath her riding helmet as she rode Foxtail along the estate drive, 
toward the trail that led to Nanny's house. She looked toward low and green forest. The cool shade of the trees beckoned her, drew her with a promise of relief from the blistering sun, fiery so late in the afternoon. Oak and sycamore, ancient and huge, lined the drive, but even they could not compete, in Deepa's eyes and imagination, with the faraway and forbidden temptation of the mysterious woodland. Oh, come on. We'll only ride along the edge of the trees. I promise. You'll lather up just walking to Nanny's house, and you know how you hate that. And hey, we can jump that fence. It's almost practically not at the boundary at all, because it's sort of close to the trail bridge on the other side. So come on, let's jump. You know you want to. Deepa pulled the reins lightly once more and grinned when Foxtail responded. He slipped into a soft trot with only a tiny touch of...